Anne Elizabeth, the podcast inspired by my book, I'm a Registered Dietitian, Now What?, where I have the absolute joy to sit back, relax, and have a conversation about nutrition with a variety of people who share their personal story of passion and purpose, especially registered dietitians. Today's conversation is with Sarah Cortese, a registered dietitian with a lot of sass and a love for collecting cookbooks. With my new year in full swing, February is now over, I'm getting more focused on my nutrition and upping my protein game. Me personally, I really definitely need that because I've noticed I do so much better by building muscle with more protein in my diet, which is not for everyone, but it definitely is for me. This is where Nick Sticks saved the day for me. Nick Sticks are the best tasting snack sticks I have ever found, and I really love the spicy turkey flavor the best. There's no MSGs, no nitrates, no antibiotics, no sugar, no gluten, and no red dye. All of the goodness, none of the garbage, and just the protein. To learn more, go to nicksticks.com. A couple of podcasts ago, I mentioned a registered dietitian summit. I went to sponsored by Midwest Dairy and the National Pork Board. I was fortunate enough to meet new registered dietitian friends, which is always fun in my book. At our first dinner meet and greet when we arrived, we introduced ourselves to the group, and I knew instantly when I met Sarah that we would connect and be friends. Sarah is a realistic dietitian who cares deeply for the community and meeting people where they are in their wellness journey. She resides in Oklahoma, is a proud mom, has a passion for long-term care, and has worked as a retail dietitian, and now she is ready for her next adventure. Please enjoy my conversation with Sarah always lived in Oklahoma? I, yes, I grew up in Oklahoma and I went to the University of Oklahoma. And then the day after I graduated, I moved to Tennessee. And then I lived there for eight and a half years and then I moved home. Gotcha. So, So yes. You've had a little, a little different atmosphere for a while. (laughs) Yes, I loved it. And I would still be back there if I could, but you know, life, life takes a certain course and you just kind of have to roll with it. You just so, you but <laughs> yes, it was beautiful there and, and I, and I loved it. And, you know, it was, it, people say it was so far away from your family, but to me it was, you know, and I know that sounds awful, but it was perfect. So, sure. you know, I'd still just talk to enough. my mom every day, but it was, you know, you only saw everyone. So it was when you came home, it was like really nice. And so it seems, I mean, there's a reason that you grow up and you move away, even so if it's just it's down the street. Sure, yes. absolutely. I grew up, I really you. literally grew up there because I was fresh out of college, 22 years old, um, bought my first car, had my first place. I mean, you know, had to pay all my bills, was by myself, you know, I had to learn a lot. So a lot of people took me under their wing there and um, I still have dear friends there. So I miss it, but it is what it is. I like being home and around different people I've got to, you know, reconnect some relationships here. So, you know, it's, I kind of got the best of both worlds. So it's no big deal. Well, and probably, and probably your first dietitian job as well, correct? Yes. My first dietitian job was out there um, and it was in long-term care. And the facility that I worked there is actually a full-time dietitian in that facility. And really kind of sparked my passion for geriatrics because I, I, I literally love old people. Um, and even though the path that I'm on right now is not quite where that was going, that really kind of grasped at me. And especially in that facility, everything that they did where, you know, sometimes, you know, 
geriatric facilities will get bad names. That place was amazing. And everything that they did for their, you know, residents made me fall in love with it even more. And so I worked there for actually six and a half years. And then when I moved outside of Memphis, I also worked at a long-term care. And it wasn't until I moved here and I was doing consulting because I've only been in retail for the last like two and a half years. So okay. I've done geriatrics for the first 12 and a half years of my career. Did you, when you went, so when you went to college, did you, were you wanting to be a dietitian from the get-go? No. <laughs> um, no. I actually, I knew I wanted to go into the health field. My mom okay. was in the health field. I, you know, I was fascinated by science. Um, math is not my greatest subject. So, um, I knew I didn't want to go into business. I knew I didn't want to go into accounting or anything like that. Um, my dad was into computers, which he taught me a lot, but I knew I wanted to go into healthcare. So I went and the more I thought about it, well, you know, you had to take your intro courses and I took intro to nutrition, which helped because I was, I had started out going physical therapy, which I didn't really know if that's what I wanted to do, but I thought, oh, you know, we'll see. Um, and after I took nutrition, the professor that taught it there who actually, you know, was, big part of the program now or was then but also continues to be um I loved his class and so you know one of the things that I remember is we had to do a project and what you had to do was you had to calculate you know your calories and everything but you had to do a full out to eat meal plan so like you could use McDonald's or you could use whoever but it had to be all out to eat you couldn't eat anything you know that you got at the store or you know, that you had from home. And so you had to, and to me as a high school or in, in going into college student where that's the majority of what a lot of them eat or things that, you know, are not the greatest, it kind of was an eye opener to say, Hey, and then when you look, you know, now 15 years, 20 years later, that there are better options. He was just a great professor. And so after I took that class, I went and I said, first of all, I'm ready to get out of school. So what's the fastest way I can get out? And you know, what is, and I know that sounds awful. But, you know, I, she asked me, she goes, well, are you in a class now that you really like? And I said, well, actually, you know, I'm in intro nutrition. I really do like that class. And she goes, well, have you ever thought about being a dietitian? And I said, well, no, actually, I haven't. And so she showed me the coursework and I was like, well, this is actually pretty cool. And so from then it was just hardcore studying and trying to get into the program. And, it, and that was it. And you got in. Yes. And I've loved it ever since. Um, I do find myself to be a little old school in some things, but... I'm also a little more blunt than most people and I'm a little more, I'll tell you what I think, but then some things I'll tell you if it's, if it's new and fatty and I think it's kooky, you'll know it. Like, that's just how I am. But I've been that way my whole life. I've learned to rein it in a little bit, but I think that kind of makes me who I am. But with the job that I'm in now, I mean, I really can use my creativity and I can you know, let that outlet out a little bit. Cause I still do some consulting on the side. So I still get to see some patients, but. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. And then when you think about, you know, that, cause you've kind of had a variety of jobs in the long-term care kind of seems to be something that was it kind of always your intent to get into long-term care or was it just something that kind of happened by chance that you found out that you really liked? Yes. Happened by chance because I, you know, when I moved to Tennessee, I didn't know anyone. And so I actually just took the first job I could because I was worried that I wasn't going to be able to find a job. And don't you think, do you, don't you think that's what dietitians do though in the beginning? Like, we're just like, oh my gosh, I got to take the first job that comes along. 
I th- well, yeah, I think so because really it was the first job that I was like, oh, okay. Because now that I look back at it, and not that I have anything against clinical, I just don't see myself that could ever function as a clinical dietitian in a huge hospital. Now, I have done some clinical when I did consulting here in Oklahoma that I was the only dietitian in a small town hospital. Okay. And I loved that. But as far as being in a huge, I, I don't know how I would function in that. And again, you don't know how you are until you're in that situation, but that's not something that I've ever really wanted to pursue. So once I started at this facility and then you just fall in love with the people. So, you know, I'm fascinated by Alzheimer's. I'm fascinated by, you know, you see a lot of people who have, you know, diseases or cancer and how, how that really does affect someone's appetite and it affects you know, their taste buds and, and trying to get them to eat and not just saying, oh, well, let's put them on a supplement. Like, you know, I had people, you know, had one, all they wanted was blue jello. Well, okay. We went to the <laughs> store and got blue jello because you couldn't get it through, you know, the, our distributor or whatever. And, you know, granted, there's not a whole lot of nutrition to that, but it was a lot of their fluid because they would either drink it after we made it or they would eat it. And I mean, you know, so we would try to add that so that they knew at the end of their meal, oh, I'm getting this blue jello. And and I don't know if it was because they liked the flavor, if it was blue, but, you know, it's just stuff like that. And then they may not remember me that I'm Sarah and they may not remember me that I'm a dietitian, but they can remember a whole lot from back in the day and for to sit and to talk to them because they'll talk forever, um, sure. which for me is perfect because I love to talk to. You love so, um, <laughs> yeah. So it was, and I just, from there on, it just kind of built and built and built. And I've, you know, that's where my kind of my, when I want to read about things or I'm looking, you know, scrolling on the internet or something comes through, those kind of things catch my eye more than say, you know, pediatrics or, or oncology or something else. It's, it's geriatrics for some reason. You're drawn, you're drawn to that, which I think it takes a special person to be in geriatrics because it's kind of like pediatrics. You just need to, it's a different kind of nutrition it's it is kind of dealing with people. yes yes i can see you being so awesome at that <laughs> <laughs> well i think i mean I, i'm a firm believer and you have to do what you love um and you know i have a caring personality but i also know that you know if if you have to wake up and you feel like work is work and you dread it then that you're not you're not where you need to be i mean we all wake up and say Oh, you know, I just really don't want to go to, to work today, but I never have the feeling like I don't want to go to my job. I love my job and I've each one that I've been in, I've loved for certain reasons. And so it doesn't feel like work. Now, that, when you work in long-term care, you do have the side of, you know, unfortunately you lose people and unfortunately, you know, different things will happen. And, you know, it is hard to leave that at work and you usually don't, but you learn to cope with those types of things and you meet the families and you continue to see the families and different things like that. And a lot of the times, even when those family members, if they are so um, involved in that person's care, even when that person passes on, they want to come back and volunteer because they do get to know that the person's roommate or they get, get to know the staff or the fun things that we did there. And so they want to help with you know, um, making apple butter or making chili or, you know, calling bingo or whatever it may be. So it's just, it's kind of becomes a small family like atmosphere. And I just really thrive in that atmosphere. So what kind of, you kind of said that, um, you guys did some really unique things at your care facilities that you worked at that you thought was really awesome. So maybe share with me some of the things that, you know, as a dietitian, you never thought you'd ever do in your job. Um, I made apple butter. 
outside <laughs> on the copper kettle. And it was really, really cool because it was great for therapy because the residents, they would cut the apples and they would peel them and everything like that. And then they, they had made a huge, um, like wooden spoon for, I don't know the word you're looking for, spoon, but they had a huge copper kettle. We built a fire outside in the parking lot. And I mean, the residents came out wheelchairs, walking residents, whoever, staff. And I mean, literally we were out there. It was a cool, usually did it around September, October. So it was just fall. And I mean, we're literally out there stirring, stirring apple butter. And then of course they sold the apple butter for the activities and it's super tasty. So like everybody always got apple butter and we always ran out and things like that. But it was just, you know, it's apples. And so it was great for me to be like, yeah, you can have this. And they felt like they were doing something and it's not like they're just sitting around waiting for meals to come, which in long-term care, a lot of things are centered around food because that's really the only thing that they can control as far as I'm not going to eat this or I am going to eat that because everything else is so regimented. But mm-hmm. I've done that. We did um, chili cook-offs and so the residents would make a pot of chili and then each of the different, um, each of the different departments would make chili and of course we'd have judges like celebrity judges from around the town so like somebody from the news or somebody from the radio and they would come and judge and of course the residents won but I mean it was just so much fun um and then not that it had anything to do with dietetics but they had a valentine's sweetheart ball and we dressed up all the residents so like the women got their hair done really nice dresses we had a big band they picked a, a king and a queen and they had little, so it had really, but, you know, we were always there. So even little stuff like that that I got to help with, really, you know, once they got to know me, it really helped. Because, you know, I had some challenging residents. And, you know, once they knew, so she really does care about not, you know, she does care about me going and asking them, hey, can you can you eat a little bit? Um, or can you try this? Or, you know, one that I really had to try to lose weight. I mean sometimes they frustrate you so greatly, but then she knew that I only had my best interest for her. And so I would, you know, try to approach it in different ways. But when you have done all of these small things to you, but are so big to them, then you can see that they are, they know that you care. And so they're more apt to, okay, Sarah wants me to to try this diet or Sarah wants me to, you know, eat just a little bit more or drink a little bit more or whatever it may be. Um, they're more apt to do it just because you've acted it again, it going back to, it's like, it's like a huge family and it's just, it's such a great feeling. I made a cookbook while I was there and we had all the residents and the residents families and the staff members put recipes in. And so we bound a cookbook. That was one of my favorite things I think I did. Well, and you love cookbooks. That's like your, that's like your (laughs) <laughs> yes, I collect how many, books. How many do you have? Oh, I don't really know, to be honest. I would be afraid to count. <laughs> um, I've, I love vintage cookbooks. And so um, everybody knows that. And they're like, hey, my grandma. Has, I'm like, hey, yeah, definitely. Like, but hey. um, then I also have other cookbooks, too. So um, I, I probably have close to 200. Oh, um, my goodness. Between at work and at home. And it's funny because nine times out of 10, like I don't even use recipes except for, you know, if I'm trying something new or I see something on, you know, Instagram or Pinterest or whatever. But usually when I make a stuff at home, it's, it's, I throw it together because I've, you know, I cook all the time or, 
um, different things like that. So, you know, my favorite recipes that I bake, because that's what I really like to do, I kind of know by heart. So okay. the vintage ones, I'll just keep the like, oh, I really like that one. But I probably haven't even opened up to look at it yet. Like one of my favorites that I love the cover is um, a Gone with the Wind cookbook. I actually did look in that one, but I, I don't think I'll ever make anything out of it. There's one recipe I might try, but I just liked it because it had scarlet on the front. Sure. No, that's interesting. Like, <laughs> I think that's interesting that you collect. Well, and I think it's just like anything that you collect. It's just you have yeah. an interest in them. It doesn't mean you have to cook out of them. But if you ever want to, there, there's the option. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, I could, it would take me like, you know, probably a full month to just become up with one week of recipes if I went through all the cookbooks that I really wanted to. <laughs> well, and I, and these, you must, <laughs> you must have the, like different themes and different, I mean, probably yep. from all over the world type of cooking. And yep. That's fun. That's fun. <laughs> yes. There are some, there's, there's lots of sweet cookbooks just because sweets are like my armor jam. What, yes. What's your but, favorite thing to bake? Oh, gosh. Probably brownies just because everybody likes those. But my grandmother, when I was little, she used to make me these carrot cookies and it's not like carrot cake cookies. They're really like, like melt in your mouth. Um, they're made with Crisco, if that tells you anything. Um, <laughs> and yeah. And so sh- that's what I always ask for for my birthday. And I've probably made, I don't know how many batches, but it's so fascinating because my grandma's now gone, but my dad loves them too. And he's like, you're the only one that can make it. And he goes, I never really thought that I would ever say that. He goes, but yours are the closest. Even my aunt who had tasted my grandmother's cookies. She's like, yeah, these are almost like hers. And that makes me feel good because there was lots of failed attempts and lots of <laughs> crying. And like every time, you know, I've only moved like three times since then, but like have to know, okay, this is the amount of time that it takes. So I know in my current oven, it takes seven minutes on parchment to where they're exact. Oh my goodness. So. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, just stuff like that, but those are my favorite and I don't have to have the recipe for that because I can just kind of whip them out. But my whole entire family likes them. And the thing with that one is like, you can't double it. So when I do it, I have to make two batches, but I have to do two separate batches and clean different bowls and different things like that because I've tried to double it and it screwed it up. Huh. So you learn those types of things too. (laughs) Yeah. Along the way. (laughs) Yeah. So, so that's well. That's neat that you have a cookbook from your long-term care. I mean, that's a great memory. Yes, to have and I too. love that one. Mm-hmm. That's really neat. Yes. So you kind of you kind of leave you leave your mark just in special ways in on in your job. Yes, mostly for the positive. Mostly, sure. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think the biggest challenge? I mean, like you mentioned, like the client that was challenging for you, but like if you think about. If a dietitian came up to you and said, you know, hey, I'm thinking about going into long-term care, what do you think are the biggest positives and the biggest things that are the most challenging? Um, really hone your skills on two feedings. Now, most long-term care here, they, we don't use TPN, obviously, for the reasons. And um, I didn't have to know all the different specialties, which that stuff has changed so much, but you know, I did know about the, the, the specialized different feedings. Um, and, and again, I maybe had at one time the most two feeders I had is 12, which to someone who doesn't normally work with two feeders, that sounds like a lot. But um, when they're, they're maintained, it really is not that terrible. Um, but another thing is, you know, you're, you have to be, um, you have to care. And I know that sounds so 
cliche, but it's health care. And I mean, you actually have to, you know, be into it because you know that you want to better their life. And that's why I went into healthcare is because I wanted to help people. And I knew that I was not going to make it as a marketing person because, yes, I can talk to anybody, but I can't sell anything. I mean, I just, that's not my thing. And so going into it, I just knew that, you know, know the most that you can and don't be afraid to, A, admit that you don't know, and B, you should learn something new every day. And I do learn something new every single day and I have for my, you know, almost my entire career. And it doesn't even necessarily have to be, you know, about your job. I mean, everybody should know how to change a tire. Yes, we have AAA and yes, you may have people that come and do it, but... If you've ever been stuck on the side of the road, either in the scorching heat or the freezing cold, and you're out in the middle of nowhere or you have no cell service, I hope you know how to change your tire. <laughs> so, I mean, just different things like that, you know. But No, I um, think that's, the most, that's a good point. Um, the most challenging thing, um, I tell all the interns that come in, because I think this is a good life lesson, um, there's always going to be people in life that you may not like, that you may not get along with, but you have to work with them. So you have to be civil. Do you have to hang out with them outside of work? Absolutely not. But don't leave a job because you don't necessarily like someone. Leave a job because you don't like the job, that you're going to make it better. Because the grass is not always greener on the other side. It's just how much you water your side. So if you know that, you know, I struggle with this person Try to find some type of, because I mean, I know there's people that struggle with me because I am so blunt and I am, some people are not like that. They're like, I wish she would hush. She's loud. And, you know, but I've learned to cope with uh, the people that are, that are very different than me, that are very, you know, shy and reserved and they don't quite get my morbid and blunt sense of humor. Um, so that's one of the biggest things that I teach people is. There's always going to be negatives to something in life. It's just really how you put the spin on it. I like that. I think that's really good. That's yeah. a really good point. And I think you're right. Like nothing is ever going to be perfect, but you just have no. to figure out what, what, what does it look like for you? And what do you mm-hmm. like and what you don't like? And don't let people influence that part of it. Yeah. That's good. That's good. So, oh, yeah. okay. So now... You're, you're currently, you moved back to Oklahoma. You've been back yes. there for how many years now? Um, a little over seven. Okay. And, ha- and you have done your own consulting business kind of on the side. So you do some individual nutritional counseling or what kind of, what well, I did that. I actually like? work for a consultant firm. Okay. Um, I've done some stuff on my own, but not a whole lot. Um, I worked for a consulting firm. So with them, I actually worked for a hospital three days a week. And then the other two days a week, I worked at long-term care facilities all over Oklahoma. So I traveled every single day. But yes, but you know, I, I got, I, well, uh, um, it kind of was a struggle just because you're in the car all the time and it gets so monotonous. And, um, I didn't realize, you know, once my children started growing and I was missing out on things, it was, I knew it was time that I needed to find something that was closer to home, but I still, you know, consult a little bit on the, on the, on the side, but I learned so much in that job just, and ironically, it wasn't in the long-term care side, um, but it was in the um, working at that small hospital as the only dietitian. And what I loved there was because it's a smaller hospital and, you know, there's, there's two physicians as far as that were hospitalists. And then, you know, 
they had, you know, we had one pediatrician, we had one, you know, nurse practitioner and we, and, and, you know, nurses and, and most of these people are from right there in this small town. And so it, you develop a relationship with the physicians and they respect you and they'll, they'll call you at home and say, Hey, you know, I just had this patient come in and it may be 10 o'clock at night. I had this patient come in. Can you calculate it? Calculate the TPN for me? Absolutely. Like for somebody to trust you enough to call you at home and say, Hey, I've already got your height and weight and I already have this. I already have that. They knew what I needed, which again, from a physician and a dietitian standpoint, at looking at their, that relationship for them to realize, okay, I know that the, I want her to do it, but I know that she's going to need these things before I get it to her and they have it ready for me when I do that was just, you know, was awesome. And, um, you know, I had to have surgery two years ago. I had it in that hospital. You know, I had those physicians operate on me and I saw those nurses and just because I, I knew who they were, I trusted them. They were caring people. So that was amazing. So I had the best of both worlds when it came to everything of that because I got to do clinical, but I also did long-term care. And in long-term care, you know, I did, I trained all the new people. I trained all the interns and um, most of them have, you know, move on because consulting is not for everyone, but, um, and long-term care is definitely not for everyone. But I don't know, for my career path has been difficult in smaller ways, but very fulfilling and, and, and I'm very happy with every job that I've had. So I, I can't really complain about, you know, any big things. There's always little things, but nothing big. Sure. Well, and I think, I think like traveling, I think all of that is a great experience because you experience different places and different people, but then that can also be. Well, you haven't been to Oklahoma yet. Have you, Anne? I, you know, when I was a lot younger, but not currently as an adult. (laughs) So not, not quite as exciting as, you know, the trips we get to do as a retail dietitian, but you know, yes, you do meet certain people and you will realize that, you know, smaller towns, when I moved from Oklahoma to Tennessee, one of the things that I had to get used to was a, the way that they spoke. And I'm not talking about the twang because I definitely developed that. I'm talking about, you know, we say y'all. They say different words, you know, um, a purse there is a pocketbook. So you had to get used to that. But then I also, and this sounds really funny, um, but when I talk to a lot of people, you know, I had macaroni and cheese growing up. That was a meal in my house. Like you got a bowl of macaroni and cheese and, you know, you might have had milk or a piece of fruit. In Tennessee, that's a side dish. <laughs> it's a side dish. That is, that, has, that has not staple item at all. So, you know, getting, you know, and trying different things and, and realizing that there are different animals that people eat. And you have to respect that. Like working in long-term care there, they love chicken livers. I can't do chicken livers. Um, having huh. to cook those when I was, you know, nine months pregnant, that was probably one of the hardest things I've ever done. Um, but you just, yeah. And they devoured them. They loved them. And I knew that um, on those certain days that there were people that I knew, like, they didn't want to eat. They didn't have an appetite. I knew they would eat that. And so I never took it off the menu because I knew that they would eat them. Oh my gosh. That's so interesting. See, I would never, never think of that. Like you said that, like you just don't, you just, wherever demographic you're at, you don't know how diverse Mm -hmm. it can be. So, so yeah, you'll learn, you'll learn lots of different things. So, I mean, yeah, I get to travel, but it, you know, Oklahoma is not nearly as exotic (laughs) as some of the other states in, in our nation. (laughs) That's true. But I'm sure like even across the state of Oklahoma, you see differences from one place to another and just the type of people and the type of people you work with and like you said, the different types of food. So 
I would say like as a dietitian, if you don't want to be bored, that would be a really great <laughs> constantly moving career. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a perfect if you, you know, it's perfect if you just started out or, you know, you like you like the freedom of kind of being your own boss, because really, I mean, I don't do well with micromanagement. Um, so that, you know, I knew what facilities I had to go to. I made my own schedule. I showed up. I knew what had to be done. Um, and some days would I, some days I would only work four hours, but some days I would work 12. And when state comes in the building and does, you know, cause each nursing home has to have their state inspection, you know, I was there. I've peeled pounds and pounds of potatoes and high heels because I didn't know they were going to come in that day. Um, I've <laughs> done a variety of different things. So, I mean, um, it was always something new. And, you know, I basically did what I did and, and, and I enjoyed it because I didn't really have anybody telling me what to do because I don't function well in that kind of environment. Totally, totally understandable. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, I, yeah, I totally get it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that's what I like about this job, too. So, I yeah, mean, so let's it's talk so about creative your current and it's job. So, yeah. So I am a retail dietitian. Um, we have three dietitians. Um, we are the only retail dietitians in Oklahoma. So uh, right now, one of our biggest challenges, although it's gotten better, is people knowing that we exist because they don't realize that other, you know, up in the Northeast or um, in the South, that retail dietitians are a big deal. <laughs> people here yeah. are like, what? What does a dietitian a grocery store do? Um, but we have a lot of freedom. So we... We do see consultants, or excuse me, we do have consults and we do see, you know, different types of, you know, we'll have some consultations or we'll do a meal plan. But most of ours is community-based. So we do a lot of stuff with schools. We do a lot of stuff with libraries, um, corporate wellness. We've we've um, teamed up with the local YMCA and we do cooking classes because they have an amazing kitchen and we'll do, you know, nutrition classes. Um, I do summer camps for kids, which is really fun because most kids don't know what certain, like you would be amazed how many kids don't know what a pear is. Like it just is fascinating. Now, you know, growing up, I ate fruits and vegetables, but when you're looking at a lot of places, especially when you're looking at either lower income demographics, I mean, they're, they may have seen a pear, but it's from out of a can. So to teach them, you know, this is a pear and a pair of six grams of fiber and this or that or the other, or they see that and they're like, oh, I don't, I didn't never seen that. And, you know, for kids to know what avocados are is fascinating to me because I didn't know what an avocado was when I was little. And so I think it's great that so many, you know, I love how nutrition changes, but working in a grocery store, I learned so much about, you don't realize when you go in, you're like, oh, you don't realize what happens behind the scenes. Even nothing, have nothing to do with nutrition. So you're like, oh, I didn't realize that I had to wait, you know, to get this, 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 and this. Or, you know, I didn't realize there's so many things I can't even, you know, pinpoint one different thing. But um, the camaraderie in a grocery store, I really enjoy. Um, a lot of the people will come to me and just ask, you know, they feel comfortable coming to me and saying, hey, you know, my mom's been diagnosed with A, B, and C. You know, is there something to, that I can help her with? And I feel so good that be like, yes, let me print you off this or yes, let's do this. We've also, you know, the store tours, we do all of the nutrition classes from the local community colleges and we'll do um, different groups. And it's just, it's amazing that people, when they hear about it, they're so excited. And the fact that I get to go and talk or make presentations, that's, that's kind of my thing because um, I love to teach. I just don't want to be 
a teacher per se, but I also like that, you know, we can be creative. You know, we do our own chalkboards in our store and, you know, we have, we're currently in our weight loss challenge and we're doing all different things. So every day is different. So um, I definitely had to hone my social media skills. So I will say that if anybody is looking into going into retail dietetics, um, knowing trends and fads and things like that, and knowing how to do Facebook and Instagram and things like that is is a plus because as an older dietitian, um, I have not necessarily struggled because I've kind of come out of my shell and I've enjoyed it, but really grasping that in the beginning, I was like, I have no clue what I'm doing. <laughs> so that that's one thing that I would recommend is, is to know how to do that because I literally did not have an Instagram mm, nine. I think I got it nine months ago, something like that. Okay, sure. So, yeah, <laughs> I would agree with you. I think that's a huge part. And I think like what you said about, you know, which would you mind sharing what grocery store chain you do work for? I work for Reesers. Okay. And is that just in Oklahoma or is that in other yes. parts of the country? We are only okay. located in Oklahoma. We have 18 stores. Oh. It started in Tahlequah, Oklahoma in 19... I think it's 63. It's either 63 or 64. And um, by Larry Reeser and his son, Jeff, now runs it. And so we see him out in the stores and it's amazing. And people know him, you know, around town. I mean, he's Jeff Reeser. And, um, you know, our program has only been around for about four years, but we're very passionate about local. And we have, you know, s- local signs in our store that show, um, you know, this is it. And we, we love to educate people about local. It, you know, it's picked at peak. It's going to be a little bit cheaper. But one of the fun things that we really have done is for... um Christmas, we do the 12 days of Christmas. And basically what we do, and the dietitians do this, because we have our own um, Facebook and Instagram handle and different things like that. So what we did was we um, got together with um, local vendors from Oklahoma and said, hey, we want to do 12 days of giveaways. And we call it our 12 days of Christmas. And we um, say, you know, on the first day of Christmas, my local love gave to me. And we will highlight those products and they don't necessarily have to be, you know, dietitian proof for this because we know it's, it's all about moderation. It's all about enjoying food and life. So for instance, we had a local chocolate bar company and, um, they donated the product and then we, we showed it on Facebook and showed it on different things. And so we got to have 12 days literally of giveaways of the different local items around here just because we, they, they're so thankful to the grocery store chain, obviously for taking a chance on them. And for us, they, you know, they help us out. And so I love that our chain is, is huge about local and huge about, um, he says, you know, offer the customers what they want to buy, not what you want to sell is what he will always tell us. That's interesting. That's a good, that's a good message. And that's great yeah. that you guys have such a close knit kind of a family situation. Oh, yeah. Supporting the local community. You support each other. You support the store. You see the boss. The big boss. Yes. <laughs> in the stores. Yes, That's really a cool. A lot of the corporate is constantly in our stores, you know, looking at this and, and what can be changed or, or, or making sure that, you know, all the systems are in place or, you know, they, they come and they'll do certain things. You know, um, when we, um, started doing online shopping at Thanksgiving, I mean, there were corporate, corporate workers there doing online shopping because we had so many at Thanksgiving. So, you know, it is, it is a great, 
great company to work for. I couldn't ask for, um, especially coming into this, you know, because when I applied for the job, I literally was like, I have no idea what this job entails. Sure. <laughs> so, sure. Um, I've loved it and it's so amazing. Um, but yes, it's, it's, it's definitely something different, but I do like that. It's, it's such a small chain that, um, we do know, you know, I, our COO is, is our actual chain of command boss. And so, you know, we have meetings at corporate every other week. And so we know a lot of those people and, you know, we have to deal with people in accounting because we do invoices and we do this and we do that. And, and so knowing a lot of those, you know, especially marketing, because again, we do all of ours, we choose our dietitian approved through the ads. So learning how an ad works was kind of amazing. Um, so just, just so many things. It's, it's, it's kind of fascinating. Some people may find it boring, but to me, it's, it opens a whole new world because I don't do well with boredom. So yeah, let's talk. So when you applied for the job, you saw the job and you were like, oh, this is a retail dietitian job. Did you, and you said you weren't really familiar with what, oh, what, no. what was involved? <laughs> um, yeah, I, well, I looked it up online because they had already had like two or three that were already there. And I thought, okay, well, that didn't tell me. So I, I did look it up and I, and I saw some, you know, bigger chains. I thought, oh, this is kind of cool. Um, but really it was, it was, I was tired of traveling. I wanted to be there for my kids and, um, I jumped feet first and it, it's, it's still a learning experience. Um, it's been kind of fun. I'm, you know, close to nine years older than the girls on my team. Um, and so it's, it's, it's been fun to kind of say, Hey, this is what happens or they have like, yeah, so they're the ones that introduced me to Instagram. I'm like, Oh, I have no clue that existed. <laughs> Um, yeah. And so, you know, and now it, that's just, you know, that in my personal challenge, you know, I have enjoyed, um, doing lots of different things. So when I started there, we, um, wanted to start a blog and because, you know, I just, I just like to, I think I just like to talk, you know, and it's so therapeutic, but, um, just to get, just to get it out and, you know, kind of tell what we do. Well, it started out as, you know, Facebook notes, and now we actually have a blog on our website, but it's also filtered over into now it's like, man, I, I want to start my own blog. Um, and not because I want that to be, you know, it's hard work I've seen and um, not that I want it to make money. I want to be able to just um, speak my mind, <laughs> which you have to be very careful when you're representing a company. So mm-hmm. I want to have the best of both worlds, I guess, again. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> and you get to do, like you said, you get to do so many different things. Every day is different. What's your yes. favorite thing? What is your favorite thing about being a retail dietitian? Ooh, um, I like when they send us the new products that we get to try. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I mean, I do like, I love choosing dietitian approved products just because there's so many products out there that people don't know. Like, um, so, for instance, this week when we change, because we actually tag them in all of our stores. And so, um, this week, um, honey bunches of oats. Um, cereal is a huge thing in my house because I have two growing boys and we could go through cereal all the time. But, you know, a lot of people to me, and I don't like oatmeal. I struggle with oatmeal. I can do overnight oats, but I can't do warm oatmeal. I never have. I never will. Um, but, you know, a lot of people would assume cold cereal is is kind of like, you know, bran flakes or or shredded wheat without any sweetener and it doesn't have to be like that honey bunches of oat meets our criteria which is based off the um 
dietary guidelines for Americans. So it's not like something we just pulled out of nowhere. Um, <laughs> and so to show people that, you know, there are certain lunch meats, you know, major chains of lunch meat that actually meet. There are certain, you know, um, whole fat yogurts. I mean, lots of different things that people would be like, oh, well, I can't have that. Um, yes, you can, you know, and, and it, you don't have to, you know, there's still guilt behind food. And I know that we are all jumping on the, the no diet, um, bandwagon. I love that because I've never been a no diet. I've never been a diet dietitian. So I love that. Um, but it just goes to show that so many more items are, um, healthier for you. I don't like using good and bad just because I love chocolate. So, um, and I love sweets. So, I will always tell you the better option and, and, and stressing serving sizes and, and teaching label reading is so important. And I like to do that because people, the aha, the, the, the light bulb goes off and they're like, Oh, well, I, I can still enjoy that. Yes. You can't have the whole cake, but you can have a piece of cake. And mm-hmm. I love that you, you can provide all of these different options for them. So that the mundane boredom that a lot of people have when they're day to day because they just don't know what else to make. And they think that, you know, you have to sit down and make a four course dinner when you really don't. It is very easy to make a dinner every night um, or make your lunch every day at work. So you're not spending a lot of money doing, you know, you know, meal prep is, does it take an hour on Sunday? Yeah, it does. But it frees up so much during the week and you know that you're getting something. And then if you want to add something that's not quite as healthy, for lack of a better word, you can. So that's one of my favorite things. It is. That's a fun part. And I think it's fun because my thing is, I think that in the grocery store, that's where food means the most. And mm-hmm. so I think that's why it's so great to have a dietitian be able to go show them this cereal or to go show them this other right. healthier option, the better option in a lunch meat. If they're going to eat it, let's help them find the better, better choice. Right. So that's awesome that you get that opportunity. Yes. Do you think, do you struggle, you know, like I, you, you mentioned the no, you know, the no diet dietitian and I'm hundred percent with you, but how do you feel about like the new products? I think, do you ever get any backlash from the public, from other dietitians? You know, are you, since you are a person that's around products and you're promoting products, do you ever find that to be an issue? Sometimes. Yes. And especially when. Oh, and this may, you know, cause an uproar, but like, you know, the keto diet is so big right now and it's so not, I don't promote it. And so when you have people come in or, or, you know, there these huge words like whole 30 and, and different things like that. And, you know, back when, you know, we know so much about gluten free now. Um, and, and it, and it, for celiacs, it's amazing everything that we've learned and everything that we can do. But, you know, when it first came out to me, it was, you know, it was a little faddish and people like, oh, it's gluten free. And, you know, you'll see gluten free on water, different things. And people will be like, Hey, and I'm like, you know what? It is what it is. Um, and, and that is hard. You know, I've recommended, you know, when I was working in clinical, um, I almost always, almost always recommended a multivitamin and a lot of dietitians and I'm still old school like that. A lot of dietitians are like, well, why, why do you always recommend it? And I mean, if people are eating healthy, then they shouldn't need it. Well, nine times out of 10, if you're seeing a dietitian, you're not eating healthy or you're <laughs> needing them for something. So whether it be for weight loss and most people don't know how to lose weight, um, the proper way. Um, and so they are missing certain micronutrients. Um, 
especially if you're 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 jumping on a fad diet bandwagon or you're just doing you know um you know smoothie smoothie meal or something like that and not that there's anything wrong with that you just want to make sure that you're getting everything that that you need so you have somebody coming who's not eating very well um yeah i recommend a multivitamin because they're at least going to get something now once they start eating better um yeah you don't have to take it but i got a lot of that i still do a lot and of course you know i don't see as many but you know, when I was in the hospital, they would get so tired of it. And I'm like, you know, these people are sick or they need this and they're missing it out. If they don't want it, that's fine. And one of the things was they always thought it was weird that I would um, recommend gummies because, I mean, a lot of those people can't tolerate a lot. I personally can't tolerate iron. And so somebody's saying, you can have children's gummies? Absolutely. You can have Flintstones if you want it. You know, it's better than the alternative of you not having anything when you are missing out on those. So that's one of the things that people will look at. But when you're recommending certain things or when you say you're having a gluten-free tour, it's actually to show people who may have been first diagnosed or who may be looking for new products that are out there that they haven't seen or, you know, think, oh, I can't ever have bread again when you really can. And so. You'll see that and people like, oh, well, you know, she's just doing that because it's gluten free or it's whatever. And and then you can insert anything into gluten free. It could be, you know, whatever. It is just like water. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, You you know, there's always going to be something, someone in the world that disagrees with you. And it's, you know, it's like, um, you know, sweeteners or this or that or the other. Um, you're going to find evidence to support how you believe and you're going to find evidence to negate how you believe. So you just really need to be passionate, make sure that you can back up what you say. But then it's all in all, if, I mean, if that's what makes you feel good and that's what you believe in, and then, you know, it's, that's, that is what it is. I mean, if they don't agree with you, that's fine. I mean, I can have a healthy conversation with someone and say, I totally disagree with you, but I will still listen to what you have to say. I mean, I read both sides when it comes to different things like that, because when somebody says, oh, I haven't heard that. Well, I don't want to look like a complete idiot when it comes to somebody and I can't back up what I'm trying to say. So at least I can say, I, I've seen your point, but here's my point. And we can just agree to disagree. So, Sure. And I think that goes with, with like clients. Anything. I think it goes with yeah. dietitians. It goes with your parents. It goes with... Yes, exactly. With anybody anything. that you... Your children. Anybody that you associate with. So I think that's yes. a good point. And I think dietitians... I think there's a whole movement that dietitians just need to be supportive of each other and like, you know, at least back up why you believe in something or why you like a product or why you like a type of eating plan, because that's something that you believe in. Like you said, you kind of are an older school way of thinking dietitian. So, you know, you believe in a multivitamin and that's great. I totally understand and I see why. And I would agree with you. And I think that's a good message that all of us dietitians just need to be like, hey, I'm on your team. I might not agree with you 100%, but we're on the same team. Right. Absolutely. Yes, for sure. So when it comes to your job, do you see your do you see yourself working in retail for a while? Is that something that, you know, like you said, you liked long-term care? Do you like retail kind of in the same way? Or do you see yourself maybe going back to long-term care? Um, I don't know. I I love where I'm at right now. I think that, um, it might be cool to, you know, m- kind of move up the ladder and see how it goes. But I love that, you know, I, again, everything, every day is different. So I, I like that this shop, and even when I was with long-term care, I was still doing a whole lot of charting and, 
But, you know, now that everything's gone, a lot of, you know, on the computer, I'm not the biggest fan of charting anymore because I really liked being able to hand chart just because um, it didn't feel cookie cutter and it was more personal. And um, I really felt like I was making a difference. And, and you know, when you're just clicking a box and everybody looks the same except for a different. That's okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> That's Okay. Okay, so I don't remember what I was talking about. <laughs> we were talking about, I know, I wrote it down. We were talking about like kind of how, like how you see, you know, you're in retail now, you are in long-term care. Do you kind of see yourself staying in retail? Do you kind of see yourself changing? You said you're kind of really happy where you're at. Yes. So for right now, um, I like what I'm doing. I get, you know, um, everything's different every day and we get to do so many different activities and see different people. And so... You know, it may be nice to, you know, move up the ladder per se one of these days. Um, I don't see myself going back to consulting just because um, I, I enjoy it. But I think that, you know, there's there's bigger and better things to come doing what I'm doing now. And so, you know, hopefully it'll open some more doors. I've met so many people, you, you know, yourself included, um, in this short amount of time that, you know, has just really opened up relationships everywhere. So I, I enjoy that and learn so much more. And so, you know, it's for right now I'm, I'm good where I'm at, but you know, I'm always open to anything, but for right now I'm, I'm good. Well, and I, I think like, like you said, like retail dietetics is just so open. It's so it's evolving so much. It's kind of newer and there is so much opportunity. And like you said, there could be room for growth within your company, which I think that's mm-hmm. exciting. I hope so. I mean, you know, I don't know for sure, but, you know, there's there's dietitians that are, you know, that are moving into corporate roles and, you know, there's dietitians that are, you know, starting whole new things. So, I mean, you just you just never know. And again, um, as long as you're doing something you love and you get paid for it, I mean, you know, it's, you, you can't lose there. <laughs> That's so true. That's so true. Well, I thought it was awesome that we got to meet each other just through by chance through a thing that we attended together for yes. dairy and the pork board. And that was, that was a, and that's another aspect about being a retail dietitian. Like you mentioned, you get to attend different kind of functions. Yeah. You get to birth a pig. <laughs> you did do that, didn't you? I, I did. And that was so fun. So did you ever think as a retail dietitian, you'd get a birth a pig? <laughs> I never thought in my life I would birth a pig. So, you know, um, I'd been around cattle, but no. And it was so fun telling everybody because, you know, the, the process is, is quite amusing. And the fact that, you know, I have picture documentation, that was perfect. <laughs> but it, I mean, it is a miracle of life too. I mean, it's just the one, my coworkers were laughing at me because they're like, Oh my gosh, Sarah, you're making the face of like, literally you're seeing a brand new baby. I said, well, I was. And I mean, it's just, I don't know. I, I'm all one to try. I'm like, oh, nobody else wants to. Sure, I'll do it. So, you know. You're up for an but, adventure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, you know, I mean, when will I ever have the opportunity again? You know, so I mean, so I, I totally wouldn't jump out of an airplane ever. But, yeah, birth a pig? Why not? So, I mean, but, you know, there was so much that we learned on that trip, too. And, I mean, that, not that it, somewhat out of my comfort zone, I knew no one there. I don't know if you knew anybody else, but really had not heard of anyone else except for, um, I don't even remember. 
No, I don't think I knew anyone. And so, you you know, I have to rely on my, you know, I'm outgoing, just cut up a conversation. But then those people, you and Molly and, and meeting Kara and all these different people that I would have never known ahead of time, never would have even thought to be like, oh, yeah, I should follow you or anything like that. And, and learning the different ways that we do and the way that we support each other and, you know, um, I'm kind of sassy and, and, and that's kind of why, you know, I kind of, you, you, I guess gravitated towards you and not that that's a bad thing at all. Um, but I just I like enjoy that. I'll the take that as a compliment. Yes, <laughs> you should because, and you know, everybody should have some sass in their life. Absolutely. Which is your, which, which is your Instagram like handle? Sassy dietitian. <laughs> yes, it is. Sassy dietitian mom. That is my Instagram handle. Um, and, and I love that because, you know, you have to be so PC in life and I'm not the most PC person. Um, and so I love that I have the outlet just to, you know, say what I'm thinking and, you know, say, do what I want to do. And I've always eaten what I always want to eat. And, and, and I, and I do day to day what I want to do. And, you know, if I, you know, I don't sleep till four o'clock in the morning and I'm up at seven and then you know, I'm drinking coffee that's more like a milkshake than black coffee, then psh, so be it. So I, I kind of do like my own thing. <laughs> I love that about you. That's what's so, that what, that's what makes you such a good down to earth dietitian. And I love that about you. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> well, I appreciate your time today. I do have some fun questions for you. Okay. I know that I asked you all these serious job questions. So okay. what is your favorite food? Ooh, probably pizza. I could eat pizza every single day of my life. I am so with you on that. I love pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a favorite beverage? Uh, <laughs> oh, this is so bad. Coke. Real Coke. Coca-Cola. Real deal. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. No diet, nothing, no. Real deal Coke. Real. Yes. Yeah. Um, but if like I'm Coke. every day, I like unsweet tea and... um. I oh I can drink just regular water. I haven't jumped on the like sparkly water bandwagon. I it's not my thing. Not your jam. That's okay. No. That's what's so great about having all these products. There's so many options that we can all find something that we like. I know it's kind of funny though because I'm like always recommending you know like Lacroix or something to, and I'm like yeah I just I don't care for it. I mean and not that it's you know my kids love it. I buy it at home. My kids love the grapefruit one, but yeah I don't mm. I don't like it. <laughs> So it's just, it is what it is. So I don't buy pop in my house. Um, everybody knows that. But, you know, my, my colleagues think it's funny because they're like, I can't believe you tell people that you drink pop. I'm like, I'm not giving up pop just because people think it's pure sugar. Um, so mm -hmm. is chocolate. So, you know, I, I, it is what it is. So do what feels right. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> What's your favorite color? Purple. Purple. That's been a popular answer. I like purple too. I'm with you on that as well. Maybe that's yes. why we're drawn to each other. Same kind of color energies. Yeah. It's, um, it's vibrant. <laughs> it is. It's happy and vibrant. I agree. Do you have a favorite scent or a smell? Oh, clean laundry, coffee brewing. Mm. Mm. I don't know. Um, I really like. I like going into a tire store. Is that weird? <laughs> <laughs> like the smell of rubber? Yes. <laughs> like tire rubber? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, 
That's a first. I haven't heard that one. I like <laughs> Yes, I, I don't oh, know why I like that smell. For some weird reason, I love going and getting my card. And it's like, you know. <laughs> They're like, are you going to stay? Love- why, yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> We need to get you a candle, like new tire scent. <laughs> oh, but it wouldn't smell the same. Because, you know, people like, it you would. know, a new car smells really good. But then they'll like get those, you know, cheapy trees that everybody puts in their car. Yeah. Well, you know, it doesn't smell like new car at all. No. <laughs> so I'm going to think you of know. you next time I get new tires. <laughs> <laughs> you should. While you're shelling out all that dough, too. Exactly. Like, oh, well, at least painful. I can smell. At least I can, you know, steal some of their smell. Yeah, there you go. Just I'll get some for Sarah. Just a little scent for Sarah. Yeah, you got to find some good when you got to shell out that much money for tires. I will now. Now that you said that, I totally will. It'll be a much better experience. Exactly. <laughs> what brings you joy in life? Ooh, my children, for the most part. Um, there are days. There are days. Um, I love to read. Um, I love music, all kinds of music. I sing, um, whether people like it or not. Um, food, <laughs> uh, obviously, um, um, friendships and, um, I love to craft. So I know that was probably more answers than you were looking for, but those kind of things kind of make me, me. Yeah. Maybe we have to do a podcast on all of those things. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I'm, I could talk. Girl, you know, I could talk all day long. I, um, <laughs> It's fun because, you know, when you're at work, you don't get to talk about all kinds of stuff. But, oh, I could talk. I could talk a whole hour about cookbooks. I mean, I could, you know, it is what I it know. is. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, definitely. Well, wait, I always think when I have these podcasts, I'm always like, we have to do a part two, like a check in at some point. So we can sure. definitely get into some of that fun stuff about you next time we we create we have a conversation. Yeah, anytime. And hopefully, you know, I'll. I'll be on and I, my phone won't cut off because I think it was my fault, but that, that is what it is. That's okay. You know what it happens. <laughs> is what it is. <laughs> exactly. I have learned that. And sometimes it's not always better than the, than the thing. My, my child asked me, um, what did he ask me the other day that I thought was so funny? Oh, I don't remember. They do ask me. They couldn't believe that we had color TV. I'm like, listen, I'm not quite there yet. So yes, we had color TV. <laughs> But you know, my kids are twelve and eight, so it's it's very fun, and and I'm a totally a boy mom, um, but they they keep me, they keep me, uh, you know. I did try to upload a Instagram post today. Um, Camden got these like pop rock bath salt things, and huh. they sound like sizzling bacon, but it's like pop rocks for the bathtub. And I made a video, oh, but it wouldn't oh. upload, so I don't know if they. I mean, it didn't show anything, but I thought, well, maybe it's because it's the bathtub. I don't know, but. <laughs> Yeah, he was like, Mom, please, can you, can you please, please take a video? I'm like, sure, Camden. I mean, they are more obsessed with, you know, with um, that. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. That my Instagram and hopefully my blog, which is my New Year's resolution, um, will be my outlet just to do all different types of things. But yeah, totally would do a follow up because, you know. I, it's just fun because I don't, you know, you live in Iowa. I don't get to see anyone. So I know, I know, but I think that that's neat that you're going to do blogging because that's a, it's a great way to stay connected with people. So you'll have to make sure to send me your link and all that stuff. So I, can oh, share. yes. I'm, I'm hoping we, we shall see. I, I don't know if, if, if my, uh, I'm quite up to par as far as all the work that goes into it. If I will be able to be quite as fab as some of our, cohorts 
Well, you know what? That's just, it is what it is. As long as you enjoy doing it, that's all that matters. That is one cool thing, though, about our job is there's so many cool blogs and dietitians out there. I mean, so many dietitians. I didn't realize there was that many dietitians until we started doing all this. I'm like, wow. I know. So that that's was that's why I fun. Love this podcast because it is. I just get to meet so many different dietitians. I know because when you put it on there, I'm like, oh, that's cool. You know, like just different people. It's me. <laughs> yeah. It <is>. Yeah. If <laughs> you listen well, to, if you like, you had the microphone in my car, you'd be like, well, she's, you know. So yeah, <laughs> like oh, that's who she, you know, and I'll and I'll answer Instagram posts like in my out out loud, and then I'm like, oh, I probably should type that. I should. Probably- but- <laughs> someday someday you won't have to type it you'll just be able to say it that'd be amazing i know that would be great not yet but one of these days and then you know of course mine would be they would have to like you know filter it probably because that's one good thing about you know i have to be really careful but you know i'm like ah, i could care less so be who you are be who you are exactly exactly <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Sarah. And you thank have, you. Try to stay warm. Trying to stay warm. Yes. Get your coat on and get home for the day. <laughs> yes, grilled cheese for dinner. That's what we're having. Perfect. That sounds delicious. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, enjoy thank your y'all. evening. Thank you. Right. Sarah is just the most genuine person I have really met along the way, and she is so brave. While we were on the pig farm, which I didn't, we didn't talk about this really in the podcast, they told us we might have an opportunity to help deliver baby pigs. And she was right there and ready to volunteer. And she delivered a baby pig, which I think is amazing. That alone explains to you the person Sarah is. Truly willing to try anything, and she really does give everything her all. Along with Nick Sticks, I still like to pair them with Jolly Time Healthy Pop Popcorn. I really have started bringing this as my everyday snack to work because it's very filling with the fiber from the popcorn and the protein from the Nick Sticks. It's a really good balanced snack for me and it might be something that you like to try. You can find more recipes and other coupons at JollyTime.com. Head on over to my website, AnnaElizabethArty.com, where you can read my latest weekly wisdom blog post. That's where I share any current adventures I'm having, some of my favorite food, workout music, and things that are motivating me to maybe cook in the kitchen with a recipe or maybe something else that I love right now. You can also purchase my book and find all my previous podcasts, show notes, and links to things we talked about during all my conversations with these rock star people. I also would love to connect with you on social media and you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at AnnaElizabethRD. Remember to be great. Always find the joy in each day and to start a conversation that truly matters.